0: It's a little stock. Baseball,
1: take one. It's a big old fat motherfucker called. Blessing buzzard buttocks. Big rigger inspection, special. Under my feet. Oh. Look, with the biggest heavy band of
2: all time. I wouldn't ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off. There
3: was an incident with uh, the pyrotechnics. and
2: hey, Squillions of
4: dollars and squillions of people. Piddly wants and wills and needs.
5: Lars Ulrich drums and bonds. What the fuck does that mean anyway? I hate that fucking camera, man. Well, since we started, I'm talking about like a fucking live gig. You see this for right? What really gets my dick hard? Mommy, where's
3: love? Hey
1: hey hey, this is Pizzle, and you listen to And Podcast for All.
0: Ooh yeah! <laughs>
4: Welcome back to the podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Dude, I have a statistic. <clears throat> There's that frog in my throat. It, it, this very frog's very been, very been in here for like four weeks.
5: <sighs>
4: Getting froggy fresh. Need more sun kiss Zero. I have a statistic, <laughs> otherwise known as a stat, to share with you. Is that what that means? You and I didn't do well in high school, but I think that's what it stands for. And S-
1: STD is the abbreviated STD statistics. <laughs>
5: i actually did
4: well in high school just
5: so you know so i don't know about this
4: we stuff since larry just interrupted a epic fucking intro we might as well just welcome the other horseflies to the show right now
1: oh we were we weren't supposed to talk
4: hi larry how are you
1: i'm good how are you shane
4: good and the bob signal from central florida what's up mr o'rourke
2: yo what's up good evening
4: Now that uh, you're all a part of the conversation, a statistic you'll all be shocked about I came across this evening over dinner. Remember when Nothing Else Matters hit a billion views on YouTube? Mm, Yeah. November Rain just passed two billion views. Gross. Gross? Why? I don't know. I think that's an
5: overrated song. I don't think it's a bad song, so I'm not hating on it. I just think it's a little overrated. I don't think it's one of their best. I think it got a little bit too much attention.
4: A minute and a half into this episode and you're already fucking ripping on one of the greatest rock and roll oh songs God. ever. <sighs> ever.
1: What about Purple Rain? Where's Purple Rain
2: at?
5: I'm not a Prince fan. I'm not either. Yeah, so that's fine.
2: But but wait, so it's two billion versus nothing else matters, one billion?
4: Yep, so November Rain just passed two billion. Nothing else like last summer passed one billion.
5: Well clearly November Rain's a better song. But no, and wouldn't the... they be
2: tied? Because November rain is twice as long. So it took longer (laughs) for him to get there.
4: That's a good point, Bob. You're always you're always thinking deep. That's like simple mathematics. Deep thoughts from Central Florida. That's too deep. The amazing part I'm about ready to tell you, Lincoln Parks numb is just about ready to break two billion as well. That is not surprising. That surprised me. How is Lincoln? Almost a billion greater than nothing else matters, and think of the timeline.
1: It's because Chester killed himself. I'm going to be that guy. That's the only reason. Yeah, that, he that wasn't is dead.
5: not that song. I guarantee no. you, that song before Chester died was all was beating.
1: I'm sure it was up there, but you don't think it spiked after that, dude? You know, not enough to bathroom? where
5: that was the not not to the point where that would have been. the reason why they're surpassing nothing else matters
4: i bet you when chester died
5: the jay-z version no
4: i bet just the regular numb video larry just nothing special
5: i bet you numb was already surpassed nothing else matters before chester died
1: this is making me numb i've I've become so numb think think about about when
5: think about when that song was dropped Internet was a thing at that point. That doesn't surprise me at all. thousand mid two thousand.
2: YouTube around? Yeah, YouTube wasn't around yet, was it?
5: It was just forming, but there was internet. There, you know. But how is Cell Lincoln Park? More at of two
4: thing? billion and one of Metallica's biggest songs of all time is only at a billion. When I saw the headline with GNR Metallica, I'm like, "Yep, clickbait." And then they're like, "Lincoln Park's right around the corner." I'm like. Fucking Linkin Park, are you kidding me? Because again,
5: when YouTube started becoming a thing, Linkin Park was hot shit. Metallica at that time was
4: essentially old news. Well, two girls and one cop was literally (sighs) hot shit at the time, but it ain't at fucking a billion views, bro.
3: Yeah, yeah well, it's and I'm surprised it's because Num is actually
5: a good song. Meh. Like, Park I would a pick that for band. in the
1: end or something. Like I feel that Do you guys yeah.
5: have you guys forgotten how big that song was when it came out?
2: I only I, I only knew like the wh- Hey, geez, why, don't, why don't you why don't Dude. you
5: look up the song The Reason by Hoobastank and see where that is too. I bet you that's up there for a ridiculous a amount of views and I'm plays well aware,
4: and, but don't tell yeah. me Num. It comes close to nothing else. in November Rain, get out of here.
5: I'd listen to Numb over November Rain any day. Oh my any, fucking god, that's any crazy,
4: day. Jeff. Stop.
5: <laughs> Guns and Roses won't even make it into my top twenty favorite bands of all time. Oh my, even, fucking not that's Christ, top, not even top fifty.
2: Even as a guitar Shut player, up. you're
4: not. Maybe
5: not sad. even top hundred. And I'm being one hundred and fifty percent honest. I swear to God. Stop right there. I swear to god. Guns and ever, Roses is not I in don't your top li- 10. No, I don't listen to Guns and Roses. Why? I literally never because Why? I don't listen to I've I'm not a huge fan of them. I don't dislike them, but I've never gone out of my way to listen to Guns and Roses.
4: Oh my fucking god. Are you are you back on that Tyson weed?
5: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> wow. His rig's sweet, speaking of Uncle Mike.
4: <laughs> Uncle Mike.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're close.
4: All right, enough about numb, because what Jeff just said about Guns N' Roses is making me numb. (laughs) Season 11, episode 9, we're going to talk about the 90s tonight. Jeff, this uh, this was one of your ideas. You want to tell the people what it's all about?
5: Well, yeah, since we just went through a big spiel with Load and Reload, we didn't want to dive into it too much. But we still want to include it in our Cliffham notes. But they also put out, obviously, as everyone knows, a couple of songs throughout the nineties that weren't
4: necessarily
5: on studio records.
4: We did it again.
5: We did (laughs) two thousands, but you know, we'll accept it. It's close enough. It's close Close
4: enough in the ballpark.
5: So basically what we're going to do is we're going to just take sections of load and reload, no leaf clover human. I disappear. Oh, nice. And, And yeah, so we'll do uh opener and closer load, reload each pick. You know, underrated song. Okay. And then just kind of go through it as we would a regular album, Cliffham Notes style.
4: I like your idea. I almost forgot to tell the three of you that I hung out with Jason Newstead last Friday.
5: Did you? What's that son of a bitch up to? New kid. Did you guys have a good conversation?
4: We actually did. It was... It was an epic night in Tequesta, Florida. I think that's why I moved to Florida. I've gone to three, like, intimate, (laughs) private news. Yeah, I'm like, since I've moved here, I've driven to Tequesta three times to see a show in in a venue about the size of this room I'm in right now.
5: I'm digging his little uh, country blues rock twangy thing he's got going. I think he sings that style better than he sings, like, heavy metal music. I think his voice fits really well. With this, of what what he's doing right now,
4: this show had no drummer. If that tells you what kind of country, laid back, twangy cool. kind of jams yep. he was doing,
2: was it like that video that I sent you guys earlier today? That I'm video, doing that on Blackbird.
5: Yes,
4: yeah,
2: that was good.
5: That's cool.
4: That song's yeah, about yeah. a bird that sits and lives out on his dock. Nice. Um,
5: <clears> that's artsy.
4: The the biggest surprise of the night. He has a. Uh, Female backup singer that's on stage for maybe be half of his set. They covered Adele's "Hello."
5: Oh, how did how did he do singing that? Because that's that's an interesting song for. He I mean, didn't that song sing during reco- that song. He, so he she did, did all the singing on
3: that.
4: She did all of it. She honestly stole the whole fucking show with how she covered that song. It was oh, it was impressive. Nice. Wow, that's a,
5: that's a hell of a song to sing.
4: She's awesome, dude. I've said this before. I think after I've seen these little shows of his, you can tell this is his jam. Yeah. You you know, all the years that, that we knew Jason as, you know, the Metallica fan of Jason, it was out to crush you and dominate and show you. We are the fucking Kings with how he was live watching him in this setting. Mm -hmm. You can tell how much more he enjoys doing what he truly loves to do. And that's, like jamming with his buddies in the backyard
5: who would have known cool. that, that would have been of respect that.
4: yeah it's cool he, he just has so much fun you can just tell he's in his elements and just like just nothing beats that moment
5: it makes you wonder why he's deciding to jump back into he's
4: gonna get some heavy shit it sounds like but yeah
5: we haven't really he- heard him put out a record of the type of stuff he's doing right mm-hmm. now I'd, I'd be more interested in in that I think the the twangy shit yeah then hearing what he has, i mean we already know what he can do with metal we know that he's a Mm -hmm. metal god and is forever cemented in history as one of the pioneers of heavy metal but i'd like to see what the next chapter brings i'd like to hear some kind of country blues rock folk even it seems like he has all sorts of different influences that are essentially as i would call you know backwoods back porch type jams you know I see you sitting on the porch looking out at the mountains or something with your acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. That's that's the vibe I'm getting from what he's doing, and I think it's awesome.
4: That's exactly what it was. I'm just glad that I made his night when I brought him a toilet seat to sign for me. I say, don't worry. It's only been used a couple times. Is this new? Eh, no, it's about nine years old. But uh, <laughs> Is it new? Well, it's new to me. I sprayed it down <laughs> today. Don't this? worry about it
1: reaction to you pulling that out like no oh i shit. just go everywhere with a like toilet piss gear.
5: rubber guy
4: so yeah the, the best part was
5: oh, the piss rubber guy
4: <laughs> the the show's over and it's it's hard to explain to people who haven't been to this venue how laid back it is it's like in a strip mall so the show's over and of course you know he's going to come out and say hi to each and everyone for as much time as you need so we go out to our cars and everyone gets like their vinyl and their t-shirts and their posters and pictures. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to grab the toilet seat. I just bought at Ace Hardware literally on the way over here. And we walk back in. People have the Black Album, Reload, Justice, Garage Days, Vinyl, posters, et cetera, the usual autograph shit. And I walk in with a toilet seat kind of like tucked under my arms, like I'm kind of carrying like books. And one of the people running the the art studio is like, excuse me, what is that? I'm like, oh, I'm having Jason sign it. And they're like, where did you get that? They were kind of looking at me like I just stole it from their own bathroom. <laughs> oh, you didn't look in the restroom?
5: Yeah. You should You should have checked. Maybe that's where I got this from. I'm, an, is- I'm an
4: artist.
1: I'm doing an installation piece with Jason
4: <laughs> Installation piece, yeah. It's a think piece. Larry Levine Productions. You'll understand later. So I'm standing there in the corner and... You know, there's the eighty or ninety people from like the community and the art community saying hello, and then there's there was only like seven or eight of us who you could tell were Metallica fans in the corner, like just waiting for him to come over and be like, "What's up tonight?" And all of a sudden, I'm the center of attention in this art studio because everybody at the show is pointing over to me, and they're all like, pss, 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 "Like, who's the fucker with the toilet seat? We don't understand." So all of a sudden, I'm the fucking weirdo of the night. Fast forward. Jason comes over to us, small talk, as much time as we needed, as always, the most giving, genuine guy ever. And he looks down like at my arms and he's like, What's this all about? <laughs> <laughs> we all laugh because everyone around me knew the story already as we were waiting for him to come over and 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 spend time with us. Mike, Jason, remember that guy last year that brought you the Tommy's joint year and no all Matt? He's like, you are the guy. Oh my God. He goes, dude. I sincerely have to thank you guys who designed that and for you for giving that to me. I currently have that sitting on my wet bar out on our dock, which, as I picture kind of a fancy Florida home, like people have these kind of wet bars under like a tiki hut out on their dock. He goes, Thank you so much for that. He Piss goes, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it sounds like he's using it as like a coaster, like on their bar.
3: <laughs> That's fucking he, cool.
4: He's like, Dude, thank you so much for bringing that. He goes, That is, like, one of the best conversation pieces on our bar that my wife and I have, and we talk about it all the time, so thank you. And I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool to hear.
2: Yeah, that's rad. Something so so silly
4: that Larry, Brian, and myself designed is a conversation piece on, you know. Like a gag gift. Yeah, Yeah, He's like, when we have company over, it's the best conversation piece. He's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, you're welcome. Now sign my shitter. (laughs)
1: And it still <laughs> smells like goddamn strawberry kiwi. I can't get that smell off my bar. I think it's, I, I
4: probably. Think it's cherry. <laughs> Fruit roll-up,
5: Jeff. Fruit
1: punch. Fruit yeah. punch. Hey, I know uh, this is a lot of the questions, but we're talking about 90s. We're talking about Jason Newstead. Sadly, the viewers won't be able to appreciate this, but you know what my favorite 90s-era Newstead looked like?
4: The shaved side.
1: <laughs> really, <version> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hold on, I gotta take a picture like, of that. Oh, I was just about to say, take <laughs> yeah, a picture of that, and then we'll yeah. post it. We'll a, post picture it a picture of a picture. Larry! Dude, that but
5: that's
1: awesome. what he looked like when he was headbanging, when he got his hair cut, but he yeah. just, like, turned into all, that's all
4: neck.
2: That's true, <laughs> It was all neck. He kind of had he was the... He badass.
5: Uh, he had the fro thing going for a minute there.
4: So I'm taking the piss rubber I got signed last year. The toilet seat is going to be the frame of the piss rubber inside of the frame, if you can understand what that's going to look like. So yeah, fun weekend. uh, Seeing another Newstead intimate show.
5: You've got piss Piss rubber rubber in the horseshoe. You've got the viewers pretty much signed toilet seat, and then you've got a piece of one history—an actual fucking shitter. That just yeah. metal up your ass. Dude, you got you got the whole fucking for bathroom. I got, to, I got the complete set of go. shitters, Jeff.
1: <laughs> did you show him the toilet mock up with all his quotes? Or did you just say, Hey, I got plans for this, Jason?
4: And it ain't Sign for it. fucking sandwiches. I got plans for, for this toilet
5: seat and it ain't for yeah, it ain't for sitting on. Yeah. It.
4: I did not tell him about what we're gonna engrave into the seat, but uh maybe he'll see that at the next life when he's on long old show.
1: You could show it to him when he's on. In yeah, when weeks. when
4: Jeff and I have him on for an episode that we're working on, I'd be like, dude, check out the shitter, bro.
5: Come on, we all know that Jason's flying to Apple Valley. April
4: 7th, farewell show. Can you imagine breaking that news to Pizzle, Jeff? <laughs> he would be honored. Even on his farewell <laughs> show, he would be like, okay. I guess I'm sitting out. I think we uh, should make that happen. Yeah, I mean, maybe he can come sing Dick Rash or something. Jason, are you are you prepared to play the house that Jack built? I know you don't know what record that's on, but are you ready to play Jack?
5: Are you ready to play the house that Jason built?
4: All right, we've talked about Jeff's hate for guns and roses, Jason Newstead signing a shitter, Larry hitting the pipe. Uh what else have we missed before we get into and, and laying it a... the nineties? Larry laying some pipe. Larry, speaking of Larry, <laughs> Speaking he's laid, of lay lay more
5: pipe than Wabasha plumbing. <laughs> pipe table
4: <laughs> i saw the other night that you were at the bush concert
1: yeah i was did you get yeah. excited
4: when gavin peed himself a little bit and jumped on you
1: yeah i always cry a little bit my mascara's running
4: um, was, was, was
5: gavin like a symbol for the ladies or something i must have missed out on all of that because i think he is one fugly ass motherfucker <laughs> yeah the, he's they, weird the, looking My wife
1: definitely has a lady boner for him for some reason. I don't know if it's just like he was more of a pretty Kurt Cobain in her eyes. Um, And yeah, uh, there's just something about a couple 90s era bands that just stick with her. Bush, Incubus. Glycerine. Glycerine. um, Jewel, yes. Yeah. Super different rail experience to be uh, at the Bush show.
5: He plays fenders. Like, I'm like, I, what? I what like am him. I doing here? I what had the Hotspur of... jewel
4: back in '97.
5: Spe- yeah. Speaking of Gavin Snaggletooth, tooth. Did you guys ever see the video? <laughs> the tooth. The cover of I think it was Breaking Benjamin and Gavin did of Wood. Yeah. Did you guys ever see that? Oh. He did. No. He did a pretty. Pre- did a pretty. Oh, it's amazing. Job. Yeah, did a pretty decent job singing it. The wife
1: is already lobbying because they just announced a tour with Breaking Benjamin, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, you might have got me. I would go just to see I'm a breaking Benny fan so I, I would was go gonna just say to see the, them cover wood
5: Benny's good live they're good yeah. live they got some weight too they're it was a, they're an interesting band where they brought that kind of almost you know i don't wanna say metalcore, but like they had, they had like the breakdowns and stuff in a little bit of
4: Bob and know, I got to watch some louder than life.
5: That's right. They, they 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 brought that in with the hey, mainstream in moon a mat. A way, I was there good way.
4: Larry, I didn't know you that. It didn't count. That's true. You weren't standing on the moon mat with Bob and I. Yeah, moon mat. That's
1: true. I was hanging out with uh, Jose Mangan and giving bro jobs in the tent.
4: Bro jobs. <laughs> Jose, Ma-
2: oh metal ambassador, dude. Yeah, rock on. All right, Pantera. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Tequila, dude. I smoked pot with Kirk Hammett. Mm.
4: Exactly. Dirty Dozens, bro. Exactly. <laughs> All right, twenty minutes and we've talked about everything except the nineties. Are we ready to talk the nineties or what? Let's get on with it. Episode niner in season eleven. We gotta talk about Fixer again. I'm already bored.
2: Fuck yeah! Oh, well, it's Fixer, man.
4: All right, out of the next song.
2: <laughs> well, no, we gotta start from the other way.
4: All right, Cliffham notes. That means we have to start with "Eat My Bitch," a song that left the live set. Way too soon, in my opinion. Yeah, when you think of that, like 96, 97, 98, 98, and then it was pretty much gone. That song could have stayed relevant in their
5: set throughout, even till now. I think it's a song that they could probably pull out, play well, it'd be solid, they don't have to work too hard. It's not a that's a difficult song, to sing. so it's powerful. A very easy song.
1: It translated well live, too. Yeah, like I thought it, it really worked. There.
5: Yeah, it's a very weird situation of, all right, let's, you know, some of the songs I understand why they don't continue playing the end of the line. I mean, great song, phenomenal song, but very long song, a difficult song, you know, but some of these songs that they played very well, that they just kind of shelve after the tour is interesting.
1: I have that same great about guitars from the 90s, not to go on a tangent, but like, where are some of these guitars? Why aren't they playing them? Yeah.
4: First Uh, time alive. Donated. (laughs) Yeah. Ain't My Bitch debuted June 4th of 96. Last time we heard it, April of 98. That's the last time it's been played. How
2: many times was it in
4: 98? How many times they played it in 98? I don't know, though.
2: They didn't play it at the 30th?
4: No. 98 in New Zealand. Total performances. Does anyone like to take a stab at the bitch?
5: Uh, I'm gonna say thirty six, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thirty
4: eight. Jeff wins one seventy
2: four. Oh shit! Wow. Well, think about it. They played it almost every night on That's that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, every night Forget alone. that It
2: was yeah.
4: <clears throat> My favorite part of that song, literally Jason Newstead live.
5: But now, oh, oh yeah, when he. Yep. That
4: backing vocal, when he barks, but now, for some reason, makes that song in that transition. Very,
2: that, that's something, too. I don't know if Rob, you know.
4: That's true, because if it was now, it would
5: be, but yeah. now.
2: Wah! Wah! But
1: now. He'd, he'd go, but.
4: <laughs> too far gone?
1: <laughs> Kirk could do it. In his Muppet voice, <laughs> <But> now <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded like Cookie Monster. After that was good. Rip.
0: That's what yeah.
4: it, Jeff. <laughs> there's another song, um, Jeff. Do the uh, you live it or lie it?
0: You live it or lie it. <laughs>
4: That I see is a hundred percent spot on Kirk yeah, vocals. Was, I yeah, don't perfection. do
5: it I should do it like
4: that when we play live, but
5: I just I can't. I would start laughing probably. God, that
4: was spot you wouldn't be able to do that with a straight face. No, not. You gotta, do his, definitely you gotta not. do
2: his sad but true backups where his voice cracks. It's like, I'm your pain
4: Good point, Bob. That is poor that Kirk. does happen.
2: Wow, poor Kirk. But no
4: It's not his fault he has a goofy oh. voice. <laughs> I was so traumatized from it that I got whiplash on that bridge. <laughs> Name that footage, Bob.
2: Um the It's from cunning stunts, the guy catching on fire. Something nope. spinning. No? It's gotta be.
4: <laughs> you remember when they're flying up to the fucking North Pole for that molson ice thing and they're in the jet? Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cliff and I were on that bridge, and I got whiplash. I was so traumatized from yeah,
2: it. Yeah, Fan can too. No, I, I thought <laughs> I thought it was from him being on the bridge and yeah. the on the load stage. Yeah,
4: that's funny. It's like it's just like there's those moments when he has just the most like just whimpery voice.
2: Yeah, you, you ever notice that? Like when he does when he talks on the mic at a show, it's like he gets some balls in his voice. Yeah, and it's a and little, bass, a little yeah. tougher.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, called e- that's called EQ, Bob.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean. As soon, as soon as Kirk
5: walks up to the mic, then Nick is like, all right, let's you know, like, EQ like, this jacket. so that he... Yep. Yeah. Let's let's put modulation and all sorts of stuff. Check that vocal up.
2: James, punch him, punch him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys like Bitch on the album?
5: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah.
2: Yeah, because... Yeah. You know... I, I had a
1: weird thing with it, just because that was the first song I heard after... The, after the, you know, like the age I was, I didn't know there was a back catalog. So that was sure. the first new Metallica I heard. So there was just something about that as, that it, first time hearing it and it being new that I built some weird attachment to it. Whether I objectively like it, um, I don't know. But yeah, I've, I've always loved the album version. I usually never skip past it.
4: And now it's time to kiss your ass. And now it's time to kiss your ass. It
2: it would have been right before Load came out um, until it sleeps on the radio. And I don't think I knew the entire like all the songs actual titles, but I knew the working titles from uh, you know, Guitar mm-hmm. World, I think it was. Mm-hmm. The interview with James and Kirk. And I somehow was able to find the phone number for 94.1 WYSP in Philly. And I called them, and I don't even know who I got, but I left a voicemail saying, I want to hear Bitch by Metallica. And obviously they didn't play it. You know, Back but, when
4: people actually called the radio station.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
5: I called the radio station once when I was younger. Oh, we all did. Me, that was like, my buddy.
4: That's why we're talking about the 90s. That's what we did.
5: This wasn't the 90s, but me, when uh, Metallica put out... Their cover of "Ecstasy of Gold," oh, that's we right. hadn't we hadn't heard it yet, and we couldn't find it anywhere. It was on the radio for a while, and
3: ninety three
5: X was one of the, you know, first that we're obviously going to play it in the city. So I remember me and my buddy, the one who actually has the Saint Anger CD, uh, or sent it to you. Uh, we called it. it. We called in. And said we're like, yo, man, we got we got to hear that new Metallica song because at first they never they didn't say that it was a cover; they just said it was going to be right. a new Metallica song. Ninety three X, you got
4: Ennio Morricone on CD, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> they pull it out and blow the dust off of it. We do actually.
4: Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they pull out the record, North Minneapolis.
2: I went to see Ennio Morricone at a. Uh... Radio City you music did. Hall. Yeah, right after right after that came out because That's cool, Bob. I had a, I had an inside tip that Metallica might be showing up to do something with him and obviously they didn't do it. Um
4: An inside tip. You just sounded like something out of America's Most Wanted. Yeah. Was, he went was, all was, the way
5: there I have for, a on a hunch that Metallica might be there just for them to Dude, not show up. I was
2: up in the I was up in the fucking nosebleeds. But it was an incredible show. He did he played three sure twice. Played I bet
4: it was place. fucking it was intense. Awesome. Yeah. That Philly or amazing. New York. Who
1: who is starting and spreading these rumors by the way? Is this the same person that said Seeger was going to show up at the Bell's Isle Orion? Like Wait, who? who's starting these rumors? Who? Bob Seeger. I was told Bob Seeger was showing up at the Bell's Isle Orion to play page with them. That would have was been like a thing at Orion.
2: No shit. I didn't even think about it. Cuz they were like
1: he's in town <laughs> to hear old Bobby guy. boy.
4: I love how Bob just scratched his beard and it just came through the microphone clear as could be. <laughs> that's
5: good. Uh, that's get that, that in, in, in there. there. I was going to say that's what that we call. That's what we call realism.
1: That's Whoa. some coarse, uh, coarse uh, facial hair you got
2: there, Bob. Thanks, man. This is just a my favorite Into it
4: tomorrow, not one, into not one, into your step, but out my of drum time. Tracks are done. <laughs> This episode is all over the charts. That's all they all up. are. That's how they yeah. should
5: be. It's fun. It's for the kids.
2: It's for the kids. Do, do you guys know anybody that took offense to the t- to the title "Ain't My Bitch"? Like misinterpreted it.
4: No,
5: no. But I remember I was pissed uh-huh. off when I was a kid because I couldn't say it. You couldn't my say parents. it. I'm like, damn it! I like that song. Ain't my, you know, ain't my two by four. Because yeah. I
2: had a friend who who they're they're parents wouldn't let them buy the album because of explicit content yeah and i'm like it's not
5: Parental advisory stickers should only be on cds that have the word fuck in them if the word fuck is not in the song just like an r-rated movie if it's in it more than once then it's r-rated if it's only once throughout the whole album it's pg-13 just like a movie no parental advisory needed
2: isn't it only if the uh, the lyrics are printed?
5: It's something like that. I don't. I don't know. ask Tipper Gore. Fuck her. <laughs>
1: we fuck lost touch over the years, me and Tipper. Yeah. <laughs> Tipper Gore sucks dick. Yeah, she <laughs> fucked my D dad. D. Snyder's
5: dick. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Wait, no, I gotta say, it. I gotta say, it like on that Capitol guy, Hill, the, the guy with the lift, Tipper Gore sucks dick.
4: <laughs> I like it. She sucks. So does Al.
2: He invented oh, the internet. Would, this wouldn't be happening right if pig. it wasn't for Al Gore That's true. Save the Dolphins.
4: We're really going to go from yeah, bitch go. to re- outlaw really and we're ethereal. talking about the 90s.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, track to
4: Track 14. Here we go.
5: With Outlaw, I think. The 90s it's...
4: was so fucking good. Remember Road Rules? Hell yeah. Remember ah, real road world? Rules. You know, Sorry, it's we're not talking about load. We're talking about Road Rules now. What's crazy? That was my to dream think? to be on that show
2: was one of those shows where there was a guy, um, he was like a firefighter or something. And yeah. he was from he was from uh uh fuck. I forget where he was from, but he went to school with my with my wife. He went to school with Sandy. She nice. Know, yeah, nice. I can't remember what his fucking name was.
4: That'd be a hell of an experience. And he married somebody good. from
2: the show. Like they had a big what? fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, good
4: memories.
5: That show is essentially still on because the challenge, which Road Rules turned into, is still a thing. That's it's true. Still, That's a good point. It's still on and very relevant nowadays. That's true. And it's crazy to think that Mike Mizan and The Miz comes from a reality TV show to go on to have his own reality TV show and be one of the biggest superstars in the WWE. It's like you go from reality TV to making just millions of dollars for play fighting. That's that's not a bad gig.
4: Not not a whole road... I think Is my whole like road. rules. Shit? Sorry, go ahead, Bob.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, like the 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 challenge—is it new people or do they? I mean, because I would think the people so like from the original right. shows are, like yeah, too yeah. So older, some
5: of but... them, some of them, they still have some of the guys from Eric Nice. You know, uh yeah, I don't think I don't <laughs> he think doesn't goes back. I don't think it goes back quite that far. Uh like some of the earlier people were. I don't think it's from like the first couple seasons of Rules, nah. but think Johnny about... Bananas. Bananas is still on CT. I know Mark, that dude the, who always wore the headband. He was he was still doing it. And there's there's some of the people from way back when that are still. On Puck it. Show up at all? I don't think so. Uh, I was going to ask about. Puck. about Puck. He
3: was a fucking I... asshole. All I know. You guys is...
1: remember Timmy? Do you remember? Yes, I think yes. Kimmy was on Road Rules.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was my into... bartender
1: at a bar in downtown Pittsburgh once. Oh, oh no really? <laughs> Just fucking randomly. Uh-huh. Yeah.
5: TJ Lavin is the shit. That dude is. The, he's he's the only reason that show is
4: still good. Think about <laughs> how Road Rules turned into like the Amazing Race. Yeah. Think about how the real world turned into like Big Brother. Yeah,
5: that's, yeah that's it's the same. It's the same, it's the same show. shit. Yeah, they're all the same yeah. thing.
4: Survivor. It's I mean, it's it's all the, the same, all same shit
2: came survivor for sure the confessionals it's all yeah there's just, there's just
1: way more dong in real world than big brother <laughs> See,
5: now you've got all these shows Tech. where it's like the same concept without having any kind of challenge you just basically go into a house and right. you have to here's you know, here's
2: liquor and
5: and people yeah. of the opposite sex that everybody wants to have Either sex fight
2: with. or fuck
1: I you think that show. shit would fly with the bullshit woke culture? Like they couldn't do the Jersey Shore today.
5: No, but that's right? that's the thing, no, beca- no, 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 that's the thing because the woke culture per se is as from what it seems, it's against certain things but not other things, if that makes sense. Like the the, 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 the sexualization of things that is not part of Woke culture. That's that's okay. I, I don't know because...
1: why I did this, Jeff. I love you, but I don't. Why did I do this? Why did I'm, I ask this question?
4: I'm just simply We're answering your question the best that talking I about, could. I think we should all sign a petition for me to go on Big Brother.
5: You want to go? I, it, I i would
4: think, fucking rock that house. I'm pr- yeah, but you I'm would. pretty
5: sure they do like they they do challenges and shit like that. You do you really want to go on there and have
4: to work? Like, you'd have to do. Fucking... I would. I would win that fucking show. I would. It It's just a fucking... All it is is a fucking mind game with those other eight people. Does Big
5: Brother, like I said, though, do they do challenges like the challenge where it's like physical... I would be yeah, sitting yeah, out by do, the yeah. pool, running miles, yeah. and doing that shit,
4: drinking these all day, and just being a prick to all my fucking roommates.
5: <laughs> I know you can play basketball, so you got to be a natural play, But man, do you, you'd have to you'd have to work hard to be on that show. I wouldn't want to bring my orange sparkle kit to <laughs> annoy <laughs>
4: everybody and be like, "I can't fucking work tonight. I got a fucking podcast record." Sorry, gang. But
1: dude, you go into the house when Seventy Two Seasons releases, and they don't give you access <laughs> to <the> music. <laughs> that's that's the yeah. I come out of the
4: house going, what does too far gone sound like? I need to know. (laughs) He'll forget. He'll go.
1: Kirk died.
5: He'll he'll go (laughs) into seclusion and come back out and just not have any idea. He'll say Metallica. Who is that? I once knew. Is that Dave Mustaine? Was (laughs) you must burn a fucking ballad or not? I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) All he cares about is too far gone. He's just got to. You must burn. It was a ballad. No, it wasn't. It was supposed to be the other one. Wholeheartedly, would any of do. you actually want to be on reality TV ever? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a challenge type of thing. Just reality TV in general.
4: Jeff, you know my personality. I would be a, the biggest fucking clown goofing around on there.
2: I I tried for um, there was going to be like some kind of Big Brother like horror thing, like with like a bunch of horror fans and trivia thing. And
4: Bob, you should have been the producer thing. with your horror knowledge. I
2: I'm um, shocked. At this. I never heard anything after it though. I was really bummed. I was like,
4: All right, all lot torn. We're fucking on train track z already
2: outlaw i clearly remember um actually the first time i heard outlaw i heard it on the radio uh they did a full playthrough of the album and i was trying to i was <laughs> recording it i was trying to write down all the song titles as they were saying them but the dj said it too fast and i was like what the fuck did he say and it was driving me nuts but then when the record came out, corn yeah um shout out to Jamison. um but then when the album came out, I remember playing it for my friend who had gotten me into Metallica, and he was kind of wavering on being a fan because of the Until It Sleeps video and the haircuts and the eye makeup and the fingernail polish and all that shit. And we were listening to the record all the way through, and then Outlaw starts up, and he's like, man, that sounds cool, because it was fading in, and it sounded heavy. And then it just kind of like got all Outlaw-y, and he kind of petered out, and he was like, "Nah, no, I'm done.
4: I remember hearing it going... How is this track 14? This might be... I remember the first time the whole run through load. I'm like, this might be like one of my favorite songs on the whole record.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. The lyrics, man. The lyrics.
4: Top the notch. The lyrics, the, the, melody the laid line. back. The length of it was a little ridiculous, but I'm like...
2: It's one of yeah.
5: those songs, though, where the length doesn't really matter because the song right. keeps you intrigued throughout the song.
1: Yeah, it's like watching a good movie. Like, I was about I to say, it's like, like watching like a was...
5: Scorsese movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it long, but it keeps you intrigued.
1: Yeah. Right? It, it feels like. I always felt like that would be good for a movie soundtrack. That's
5: why so that song with the orchestra is the best. It's the best version ever. The yeah, SM1 yeah. version.
4: Favorite part? Smash the clock, die behind the wheel part. Yeah. Love it.
1: It's, and I the ambient guitar in that is so
5: like moody and fucking. The solo just... is great, yeah. With yeah. The, the alien shrieking, it almost seems yep. like with the.
2: I I saw that live um, at the at Madison Square Garden with the the symphony. I remember during that song, it was just like this wave of energy hit me, and mm-hmm. I could f- I could feel it. I was like, "Holy fuck!" And it was almost like I was levitating. So cool.
5: It's an interesting move on their part because, up until this point, every closing song on their records are bangers. They're big, you know. Even even Cthulhu being, you know, the way it is, but it has a very. It builds up. It, It becomes big. You know what I mean. It's it's not necessarily the heaviest song, quote unquote, but it's definitely got some banger moments. To go to a song like this, where it's a song that's, it's a weird, it's an in-betweener kind of song. Because it's not a ballad, but it's it's heavy in its own kind of way. It's heavy, it's not aggressive, it's not
4: thrashy, but it's got, yeah. it's, it's very, there's very, a swell, though. There's very some short moment. moments yeah. where it is ballady. A-
5: absolutely. So that's why I said it's kind of that in-betweener song, but it, it's an interesting move to decide to not only pick a song that's not going to be this aggressive kind of, you know, motif that they always go with, but now they're going to also make the last song 10 minutes long
4: with a slide, Jeff.
5: I think it's I think it was a great move and I think people at the time didn't really understand it as much. I think as you look back on the records now it makes more sense. Oh, God, in yeah. retrospect.
4: Weird thing for me. I consider myself very lucky. They've played it sixteen times. I've seen it four times.
5: That's amazing. M2K. I know.
4: M2K. Uh, first time was in Minneapolis. M2K. Bob. Yeah. Um, the thirtieth. Fillmore, and then the two at the Chase. Th- that song. That's was, you, you could play that song a hundred times live. Didn't they play nice.
1: it at the fortieth?
4: It's the best shit. No. No.
1: No. We got Larry, instead.
4: you were way too high to realize that they did not play that at the forty. It's
1: those California pe- sour peach gummies. Yeah, they really <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> oh. I hit them in my hood. I just kept reaching back and pop, popping them. Yeah, you're right. I was. I was on. I was floating.
3: Yeah, it's um, it's
5: still tough though for me to listen to Outlaw album version. Not that it's not good, but when you've got so accustomed to listening to the SNM version, it the seems so yeah. empty and I've said it before that that's mm-hmm. one of the songs where I feel it just it needs the orchestra to really make it the true masterpiece Come to get to it to that yeah to get it to where it needs to be you know bleeding me I don't think needs the orchestra I don't think that there's there's plenty of songs that they did that I don't feel necessarily need it and it's not that outlaw is not good enough to where it needs the orchestra but it was just it was like peanut butter and jelly man you put that song and the orchestra together and you got magic
1: when well, headfield's vocals at that time for snm one it was like banshee biker headfield supreme like they were more haunting
5: than yeah they there's a ever lot of them yeah a lot of emotion in it
2: i like the vocal effects that he does live or did live yeah I mean, he didn't really seem to do them the last few times they you, played it but you
5: mean that mick did
2: yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah i mean but especially the m2k Too soon. Tour, when they played it on the m2k tour there it was like covered with echo and fucking all kinds of stuff so often. it should sound
5: like it's in that echo chamber you know that big kind of reverbed out delay
4: do the three of you agree that you would take snm1 outlaw over snm2 Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Yes. Okay. 100%. Without a doubt. I knew yeah. that'd probably be... Don't even have to I've, I've it. gone back and so forth to and debate listened. It.
5: I've gone and listened to them both because I, I really needed to make sure, but it was it all, it all took all of about listening to both of them side by side like two or three times. I was like, yeah,
2: that's... The, not even like, the only I'm thing for I'm me, me that it. might put S&M S- S- 2's version just a little higher or put it a little bit further in the race would be the passion in James's vocals.
5: Oh, see, that's where I'm going to have to disagree. I feel but, like there's... But no,
2: I mean, like, everything that he was going through at that time. Oh, like, right, you know, right and, Like yeah. the torment aspect. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yes. fuck, man. It's like the dude literally is about to go to rehab for the second time while he's singing these lyrics. And it's like it's like the Unforgiven Three at, at those shows. Yeah, you know?
1: I, that's what I was... I feel that way about the Unforgiven Three. I feel like that's the breakout moment of S&M, too, but conversation for another time.
4: When I start to come undone, stitch me together. Shane Aroki. Someone, I'm trying to think who told me this today, said at our farewell show, Jeff, April 7th, that I should just do Shane Aroki on a mic and not play drums. I think that's a great idea.
5: I think okay. you get the little beatbox microphone thing and then we just plug that in to a computer into the board and you can just play the whole show just
4: All I just need is a vocal mic so I can just show up and go... Oh, but you don't even need to use the melody line. You just go... It's that software you were talking about last week that would translate that for me.
5: Shit is crazy. I keep watching videos on it, and I'm like, mind blown. There you go. You don't need anything
4: else other than a microphone and some software. I'm all set. I I could just show up with a carry-on, and I don't need a trailer full of fucking equipment. We can just blast beat this shit.
5: Oh, look at that. Now that we found an easier way to travel, maybe. (laughs) That's the future.
4: That's the future right there. One is the past. Beatbox is the future. Beatbox is the future. Along with autographed toilet seats.
5: Exactly. Exactly.
4: Let's move on. Next song.
5: Hey, look at that. Great minds think alike. Fuel for fire. <laughs> what's Yawn. The, what's the better opening track? Ain't My Bitch or Fuel? Fuel. Ooh. Yeah, Fuel. Larry said
4: Bitch. I was going to go with Bitch too.
2: Yeah, Jeffrey.
5: It's very close. It's
4: very friends. Yeah, it's I close, would... but the better song is Fuel. What I prefer? Probably Bitch. Ooh, what's the
5: better song? I mean, musically, yeah, of of how Fuel's, fuel's put together it's a yeah. very well yeah. put together song. I
1: was going off preference like I am fatigued with fuel. See, that's a song it has some energy live. That's
5: a song surprisingly for me for how overplayed that song has been. That's a listener fatigue song that doesn't it doesn't get to me. That's a song that no matter how many times I hear it, i'm I'm like, all right, it doesn't it doesn't have that kind of that Rome, sad but true feel in my opinion
4: i I agree
2: what what's a better pre-release from load reload song that they you know that they were playing live you know two by four devil's dance or fuel good semen pun bob by the way yeah release talking about (laughs) that's right definitely Fuel, christmas time or some shit yeah yeah, that's that's one of the things I remember going to my first show and hoping to hear Fuel uh, or Dance at that point because they were alternating them. But of course, they didn't play it at my show. They played it the second night. I was like, "Motherfucker, in Philly!" I
4: still they... like the alternate lyrics of Fuel. Yeah, I Fuel's was just going to
2: say that the Cunning Sun version before they had the name.
5: Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the repetitive lyrics it's like the st anger
4: version of fuel yeah i like it though but the
2: the, the version that the, that has the full lyrics the fuel for fire yes demo that's i think i like the production on that too with kirk's main rhythm and Kirk's solo yeah there's a
4: little bit of different yeah it's got a little different feel to it i like it i probably like it because i've heard it you know a lot less than actual fuel
5: right right
4: 528 times they've played that. That's a lot when you're thinking of a late 90s song.
5: Yeah, it is. And the fact that that song, not a lot of songs still are relevant and Metallica set from that era. That song still makes it in and shows its little face every once in a while.
4: And I still think when most people try to imitate Hetfield, it's that part from Fuel. Ooh, yeah! Oh yeah. Think about that. Think about how many people say that out loud when you're talking about Metallica or James, and they don't even realize that's from Fuel. They just, that's what they go to.
2: They get it from Brewer, right?
4: That's probably oh, the yeah, song right. that, of
5: it, yeah. that really put it on the map, you know, for the for the whole James, you know, growl like James, ooh, ah.
4: You right. know what I mean? It's right from that part. Jeff, do you see red, or have you ever been white knuckle tight?
5: I mean, I've driven pretty fast.
4: In a Corolla? Driven pretty fast. In your work car?
5: In my car.
4: How fast has a student had your work car up to?
5: I don't know. Not that fast, 60 miles an hour? Oh, come on. I don't You're want the, that cause speed. We're on the air. Did
2: want speed. Did you do donuts in your work car?
5: <laughs> it's front-wheel <laughs> drive, so I'd have to do them in reverse. <laughs> Or I'd have to put, like, some McDonald's trays over the back tires, and then I could fucking... (laughs) The plastic tray?
1: Please tell me you have a trunk full of plastic trays in your Corolla, or your work vehicle, or whatever it is.
4: I should. I should. Tell me when you hear Fuel. Could be a listener fatigue song, but it still gets you in a pretty hyped-up mood when you hear those lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. A song that starts the with the lyrics too. like that yeah. really kicks yeah. things off. You are like, "Oh fuck yeah, Thunder rock!"
2: And miss yeah. Kirk's intro to it though. Oh
5: <laughs> the... <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. The car sounding
5: like the intro to "Bad Motor Scooter" by Montrose.
2: Yeah, not a fan of James's. Give me an M, give me an E.
5: Oh, I
4: yeah, like that. Give
2: me a T. I mean, it was cool in Summer Sanitarium. Right,
4: it was, it was cool then
3: when he, he was wants...
5: doing it in 'oh
2: four. It was like all right.
5: It's because James's banter in 04 was terrible. He was trying to be like holier than thou, James, and not swear and like say, Dear friends, if I could, I'd come down and personally hug all of you because I'm so in love with everybody in my life now. And that was great. That was great. But he got a little little too proper. from from two thousand three to two thousand seven, every interview or every time you'd see him or with any other musician, he'd he'd have to hug him, and it's like now it's like James doesn't even want to shake people's hands. Right, right. <laughs> doesn't even want to see people now. Right. And I get why he was like that, but he did bring that kind of like super. I'm like the happiest man in the world now. Into into the live set, and there was there was sometimes some cheesy banter, but hey.
2: I think the cheesiest thing was changing the you know how i'm fucking you line and and uh puppets to like how i'm screwing you it's like
4: that's a good point i forgot uh, about about that
2: how i'm killing you Hmm. right just just do how i'm killing you please
5: just do just do the lyrics do it the normal
4: way (laughs) next song jeff i'm gonna give you a golf clap if you can guess to the exact number how many times this has been played live
5: Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, that's what they call it. That's on, what they think. call it, gimme. Let me think. Think let hard. Thinking. Dun think. I'm thinking.
3: Dun, dun,
5: dun, dun, dun. One. Golf clap. I'll give myself a golf clap.
4: Congratulations. You hit it right on the fucking, right, perfectly on the head. That was tough. That was tough. That was tough. I had to think. I had to use my brain. You absolutely love this song. I, I've known you for many years.
5: I do love this song. It might be one of my favorites.
4: Wow. Top three songs of the two records. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably be- I thought you were going to say All Time, and I'm like, whoa.
5: Of all time. I don't see that's a thing. I could maybe pick, you know, per band, but could anybody actually pick what their favorite song of all time is, just in general?
4: That's a tough. Yeah, a Bread tough Fan. Sliving their song.
2: I'd say it's up there for me. Fixer, Bob? Fixer? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's up there with fade.
5: I'd put Fixer over yeah. Outlaw.
2: Agreed. Yeah, I would too. Definitely at least album version.
4: Really. Album versions at least, I would. I'll be the odd guy and I'll say Outlaw over Fixer, sorry. Record wise.
2: I mean that's fair.
4: Yeah. It's fair. I think Fixer fair. do you think there's a part of a lot of us that love Fixer just because it wasn't played for three fucking decades? No. Do you think there was like an infatuation with like we got to hear it live? We it, love it that much. We got to hear it someday. Chasing it's the coming
5: someday. We're no, gonna get it no. someday. No, because I mean, don't get me wrong. Escape is a great song, but nobody was chasing Escape, and they nobody nobody put Escape up on the pedestal that I've heard Metallica fans put Fixer on, and that song didn't get played for just as long. Okay.
4: Right. Good point. No, good
5: point. I think I think Fi- I think Fixer I've is just it. that good. It's special. I, yeah. It's just that oh, good yeah. of a song. It's that good of a song. It was a song that I don't know. It's it's the pinnacle of what they were doing
2: at that time. Yes, the yep. pinnacle of their experimentation and of that era. That's a good point. The looseness and the grooves and dude. And they they teased us with it for so long. That kind of summed up the nineties too. How many times did they jam on it in nineteen ninety nine? Like a lot. An encore jam. You know, and then EB... I always felt it was like, sorry, Rob. No, yeah. no. But I mean, even before that on the load tour, um, you know, obviously they do the the bad seed jam, but I mean, they would do a memory one. They did a fixer one. Um, they did the fixer jam from fan can number two, you yes. know, up in Tuk where they, you know, were doing the soundtrack. It sounded fucking incredible. I think that fed a lot of people to say, I know me too. I was like. I want to see this live. You know, even if it was if even if it was just an instrumental it would have worked live, you know, that way.
1: I think after Outlaw live, right, that that working out it was like Fixer could be equally good and then I sure. think I think for John, me, could you imagine was, if
5: they would have done Fixer on sm I I wish. I've thought about that too.
1: Or even on the tour to follow cunning, the poor re re-touring me or whatever, but I I think Fixer always, for me, sounded the most like if James came to the guys and was like, what if we weren't Metallica and we were Alice in Chains? What would that sound like? And I think there's part of almost that infusion, whether it's vocally the mood that has always been as a, I'm a big Alice guy. I think that's part of my draw towards towards Fixer too.
5: I definitely hear a lot of Alice in Chains influence on both of those records and it's great because... Let's face it, Allison Chains might be the best band of the '90s.
2: Yeah,
4: blood yeah. for face, sweat for dirt, Jeff. Three X's for Dude. the stone. These
2: fucking lyrics, I love them.
5: When you read, they're interesting lyrics because it's
4: there's so me, much and this shit is, going on in that song with just just words.
5: Yeah, what's great about this record, just in general, Load Reload, we count it as one record, is. James is – it's like all of a sudden – and we always knew, but it's like all of a sudden he got really intelligent with his lyrics. It, it wasn't just – that
4: era, the lyrics changed big time.
5: Exactly. It wasn't
4: just like these – Deeper, much deeper.
5: Just straightforward, you know, no more of the crap rolls out your mouth. Like, okay, so right. that was cool. Been there, done that. Right. But now he says that exact same line but then uses all – like what Bob was just saying, like the imagery and just – the way that he words things it's like whoa james cut his hair and he became really intelligent with piecing together words but nothing
1: nothing paved the way for that that was like the okay sign that he could be that emotional and show his now know,
5: i agree with deeper. you i agree with you as far as the subject matter but still look at the lyrics of nothing else matters and then compare them to fixer
2: yeah, you know yeah what i mean
5: it's like nothing yeah. else matters very emotional very you know well written basic almost but very basic yeah, yeah very yeah, basic yeah. you know just very simple things that rhyme together and then now you have a song like fixer or you have a song like outlaw torn and it's like whoa
2: fixer so there's... vivid
5: yeah exactly it, In it's... each verse
1: like, that's like another one said, that plays out cinematic almost cinematic yeah
2: yep.
5: it almost is
1: but it's more of like a horror movie or a suspense movie yeah. or something like that
2: you know um that opening riff like after the whole intro with the you know and then that riff the, to me when i hear that and, and i said this on uh on another podcast once but it it in my mind i see somebody like cutting themselves and as they're cutting themselves that's Jesus, when that riff bob. kicks in that's and it's up. like they can't stop it it's like oh shit i
4: only horror film expert bob o'rourke would say that
2: <laughs> that's just yep. that's fucking fu- that's fucking dark or like you're man. falling you know you're falling yeah. into something as that riff is happening it's when like...
4: have you ever heard say yeah when we get to that part of the song i picture someone cutting on themselves <laughs>
5: <laughs> I picture someone trying
2: to kill themselves
4: Bob, you know movies just really the 90s. well. Oh, time. I love it, Bob. Man. Well said. It's Bob. the
2: teenage angst from nineteen ninety eight. So when Jeff and
4: I Bob. ever play that song live, I'm be like, "Hey, when we get to the cutting wrist part, the cutting <laughs> wrist part." You know what I always, you
5: know, you gotta
2: go this to a hot topic. Yeah. Hey, can I borrow you for a second?
5: Yeah. When I think of Sorry, the I'm, the, I'm the songs cancel. off of Load it's and Reload, hilarious. Fixer, things like that, and just kind of being intelligent with it, just in a kind of a different way. You know movies well, Bob. Did you ever see the movie The Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus with Heath Ledger? Um, and...
2: I did see it. Yeah.
5: So, you, if you remember that movie, there it's it's got a very very weird concept. It's got a fairly straightforward story, but the way it's filmed, you know, it obviously Heath Ledger died while filming it. So then, you know, they have like I think it's Johnny Depp, Jude Law, and all everyone playing his role. It's a very like I said, almost kind of straightforward type of story, but the way it's filmed, the way each, it's kind of like how this song is. And that's kind of always how I pictured the songs off of this record is it kind of has that, I don't know, the
2: depth behind it. You know what I mean? Also, too, um, one of the greatest pushead head uh, t-shirt designs.
4: With the pins? Yeah. With the
2: with the voodoo doll, with the skull, and then on the back with the three voodoo dolls that are yes. smaller that are in the X's. Fucking awesome. Love it. One of my favorite shirts.
1: I always was, like, at the time, it felt like Fixer was the one missed video opportunity where they could almost done like a 90s tool claymation yeah. of the voodoo dolls super dark creepy almost in the same tonality of until it sleeps
5: they should have got and just nothing with the time period in claymation, claymation or like stop motion they should have got freaking tim burton to do a music oh, video yeah. for that yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been perfect you had nightmare before christmas right around that time period and just he has obviously an eye for very dark, you know, artsy imagery.
4: I like to. Put I'm trying to say find that,
2: a Larry. Because I like I was thinking like of a tool imagery video for Outlaw, like back in the yeah. day. That's what I envisioned for that. That would have been cool. I'd like to that put totally work. all
4: three of you in the rapid fire hot seat for one hot yeah. moment. We're gonna go around the room. And you can only... I don't want an explanation. I don't want some fucking long, drawn-out novel. You just have to say a song, okay? Listen carefully. This is called Rapid Fire! (sighs) Larry Levine, most underrated song on Reload.
1: Carpe diem, baby.
4: And Load. Mama Said. Bob, most underrated song on Lulu. Cheat on me. <laughs> I'm surprised that you actually came up with a title because Jeff would be like, "Uh, which one's that? Ice uh, Honey. Oh, <laughs> Honey Bun.
2: <laughs> Dragon.
4: Bob, most underrated song on load?
2: The House Jack Belt.
4: Great answer. Reload. Unforgiven too. Wow. Jeff wins low. This is your idea. You've had time to think about it. What do you got?
5: Uh load, underrated, thorn within.
4: And then
5: reload, underrated, devil's dance. Great answer.
4: I am going with uh track three on both of those records for my answers.
5: Jack that how's that Jack built in Devil's Dance? Devil's
4: Jack. Devil's Jack? Devil's yeah. Jack. Jack Dance. Bob, why'd you say Unforgiven Two?
2: Um, I think it unfairly gets dismissed as a cheap knockoff of the original. Okay. You know, and like, oh, the Unforgiven 2. Oh, you know. It's a great fucking song.
5: And I better think better than the first one.
2: Yeah, I I think that you know, it it just gets overlooked because everybody just assumes, oh, it's just a remake of the second or of of the unforgiven, or it's got the you know the B bender in it, so it sounds country, and that sucks. You know, just I mean, I think it's a great song, man. Again, lyrically, it's fucking awesome. Nice continuation of the first one. It's
4: great. Okay.
1: How many bands pull off trilogies when it comes to a song?
4: Not many. So,
2: yeah, not many,
1: and they're all good.
4: Pearl Jam tries, yeah. and it's a fucking train wreck. Huh? Jeff, you have three more songs you'd like to add to the '90s Cliffham notes. Obviously, S and M. They did a little
5: bit of original material. We got No Leaf Clover. Your thoughts, gentlemen. First time hearing it. What did you think? Especially coming out of the Load Reload era. And, you know, I'm I'm sure after having two albums back to back, everyone knew that 98, they're not getting a new record, 99. Right. But right. putting out some original material, it's huge. So no leaf clover comes along, uh, yeah, does arguably pretty well.
4: Absolutely.
3: As and far has as done right,
5: well. it has done well, and is still, it, it's weird to think. There you go, another late '90s song that is still actually relevant in today's setlist.
4: Very relevant, and I think it came from a live setting. It almost became like the single of that symphony era. Right, right. Like when you think of S and M one. I think the majority of people are like, no leaf clover. They're not thinking, they're not thinking the puppets, the Sandman, the outlaw, the hero, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, do you remember when that dropped? It was like it had the black sticker and it was like now featuring two new songs, no leaf clover and minus human. And it was like, what are these things? And why does minus human have a minus and then human and not a full title? That's true. I need to hear these songs. So I think it was also like the teaser trailer anticipation building. Clover had a little, I've always felt, go ahead. You go.
4: Clover had a legitimate MTV video.
2: I
5: was just yeah. saying a
4: music yeah. video, mm-hmm. but it
2: wasn't even the first single. Hero was.
4: Was it? Hero yeah. was
2: the yeah. Hero was the first single, and it was like, wait a minute, what?
4: I yeah. do huh. not recall that at all. That's yeah. weird. Either do I. Yeah. The more you know. I was but also very young.
2: I I remember oh. tracking down a kazoo type. Wow. I remember tracking down a bootleg of that first show it was either the first show or the second show whichever one but I I had that bootleg when I was on my way to Woodstock 99 so I was listening to you know no leaf clover and money's human at that point well oh, you were
4: listening it. to the cranberries and live and green day we know
3: that's, that's cran- I did. I
5: like the cranberries yeah,
4: they rocked Woodstock 99
5: who doesn't like zombie uh, I don't really like that song actually
4: but when you think of that one Clovers the tune in my mind. Never had a beef I with agree. it. I've yeah. never had listener fatigue with it. It's...
5: No, that's another song that even though it's huge, yeah, like it's
2: those three or the cinematic trio. Fun fact: I, um, my senior year in high school, I was on the yearbook staff, and uh, I snuck in some. No leaf clover lyrics into uh, a couple of pages that I had designed.
4: That's so you, Bob.
2: Like I, I did. I put in like new day fills his head with wonder, and, <laughs> and I think I put unknown or something for the, the for who. Uh, I thought
4: you were going to say. Then it to. comes to be. Then it comes to be. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's another great puss head design too. Oh yeah,
4: four
2: skull clover. I see the lucky. That's good shit.
4: When you. It's weird when we all think of Clover as that kind of ballady late 90s, like the ballad. Yeah. Think about how heavy that bridge is.
3: Oh.
2: Yeah.
4: Think so about heavy. when that really kind of just latches down and chugs there for 45 seconds or so. Yeah. That's some riffing going on there.
2: It's I, I heavy riffing, too, on I,
4: I like to clarify
2: the uh, The summer sanitarium tour in two thousand, after Sabbath True, James was doodling on that riff, you know. And I mean, obviously they were going to play No Leaf Clover a couple songs down in the set, but he would he would play that riff, and it sounded heavy as shit.
4: Why couldn't they spell out minus? Every time I look at it, I think of just subtraction, human or negative human.
2: I think that's that's the intention. It's to be. You know, you're, you're subhuman. Right? Subhuman.
4: Minus Good, human. Point. Par.
5: Good
2: point. Negative human.
1: Removing the human.
4: Coming up, for. Jeff and I have played I this song, song once.
5: You know what's interesting is that when you look at it on Apple Music or any streaming, it doesn't say
4: minus human. It's just, just human. human. Human, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of those yep. uh, platforms, they don't even know what the hell they're typing. Jeff and I played this once, and it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. It was heavy to as fuck. The you know? was was
2: there sounded, a Green Hot Rod Flame good. V played?
4: No, but there should have been the best headfield guitar of all time, right, Jeff?
1: That's no. right, uh, Larry. <laughs> a little bit. That's things. Yeah, That's I've, I've I've two other that I prefer, but you know. Me too. Um, It's a
2: bad motherfucker.
4: (laughs) Sorry I didn't design a pin or a fucking truss rod cover for it, man. I don't like it. (laughs)
5: The only green flame guitar that matters is the Grinch, duh.
4: Hashtag piss (laughs) rubber. (laughs) What about the Grinch, Jeff? It's terrible. I I know.
5: (laughs) It's it's the only guitar that matters in James's whole entire career. (laughs) An L T D fucking. I didn't know
1: you were such a big Jim Carrey fan, Jeff. Hey, Baritone.
5: He, he said that he might actually come do the Grinch too. I just saw an article about that.
1: My Grinch was on order for 600 bucks back in the day. Canceled that. Got a KL from the custom shop in ESP. Canceled that. And then wound up getting a Stephen Carpenter 7-string, which I kept for like two months. I'm like, what the fuck am I
5: doing? Uh, I don't like him or the Deftones.
1: Yeah. Uh, that'll that'll be a rabbit hole that we shouldn't go down. Um. I'm okay
4: The with is stuff, 90s? Yeah. Skin my senses, barely. They were to Ryan.
1: So I've always felt like Human was like the follow-up to Thing, right? If there was yeah. a sequel to Thing, it always felt like that was the next part of the narrative. The it's Thing That Should Not Be. that de-tuned coming up for song. Air. Yeah, coming yeah. up for air. Same heavy, same chuggy, same dark type of feeling to it.
2: It
4: was the big old fat motherfucker of the 90s. This is a song that I
5: wish would have got a little bit more attention throughout the years. They could have, I was just, they easily could have thrown this song in. I was just going to say. Think about that that in. Yeah, think about
4: that When's the last
2: time they played it? When's the last time they played uh, it? November 23rd, 1999, at Madison Square Garden.
4: Oh, I'm going to fact check that shit. You said that way too fast there, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Last time played, November 23rd, 1999, Madison Square Garden.
1: That's
4: what he said. Fucking right, bud. <laughs> I was there. No leaf clover has been played a hundred and forty times. Why has human subtraction human only been played four times? Answer that.
2: That's a
5: problem. I was going to say sixteen. Jeff, Jesus, that's a problem. <laughs> I, I
2: I really wonder what that song would sound like with Robert's bass playing. Good I think point. It would yeah. be Good point. Even heavier. I think it would be really fucking cool.
5: It would probably sound the same.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, Jason no, I, the I only yeah. say that because that song
5: doesn't I mean, really a short have a whole song. you could do it. It doesn't really have a yeah. lot going on for Rob to
4: Jeff, please imitate. But I mean like, Jason slap in had the qu-
5: bass a little bit. Slap it the bass man. Listen, Jason had quite the mighty pick tone when you think of metal bass pick tone, I the feel Jason has got to Jason's got to be yeah. up there. Not that Rob doesn't have mighty power from his fingers, but that Jason's pick tone was it was something else. Jeff, I'd like Plus, you. Plus heavy
1: backing vocals.
4: Jeff, okay. I would like you to sing the line coming up for air that Kirk Hammett would.
1: Oh, hey. Coming up for <laughs>
4: air.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's the teaser for this week's episode, right there.
3: Hell yeah. Oh
4: my God. Maybe we should play a Minus Human at our last show. We should make revision number 22 to the set list. I would, you know, we could add that song because we
5: have an intro tape for it, and it's not very long. What would an extra four minutes onto the set that we already have? Yeah, it'd be
4: nothing. Well, I you don't guys think it would it? be...
2: Would you have the intro tape or no?
5: We did have we it. We do have played intro it. Tape. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying because dun, 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 how they do dun, dun, the No Leaf dun, dun, Clover dun. intro tape, imagine fucking they get done cut off and then just lights out completely in the arena and
2: there's
5: you know what i mean uh, that would uh,
2: really they should have uh, they should have done uh, this yeah. at night two of
4: the 40 right they
5: should do it yeah i don't want to say regularly but they should throw it in like more than human four should times. have human should have like 60 to 100 plays right. spread out yeah. between then and even now right but it should not be four. Okay. Who
1: in the band has a problem with it? If you were to guess, who do you think is like, we're
5: not playing it? James. There has to be a reason. I'm guessing James, Probably James. doesn't want to play it. That would be my guess.
4: It's usually those high-maintenance singers that are like, oh, I don't want to sing that. I don't like how that
5: sounds. Uh. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like this I feel like this song gets kind of the escape treatment i feel like it's one of those songs that it's like he just doesn't like it like it was just a yeah i don't like the song like, like that's you know? the lesser of the two that's the vibe yeah. i'm getting Yeah. Now, obviously but... i have absolutely no idea it could be Kirk. well no chris kirk has no say um <laughs> and rob so yeah it's obviously between yeah. lars Kurt, or I mean, james and if i did, right if i did if i had to guess between the two of them it would be james over lars for not coming the up yeah. for
2: wow <laughs> one of the, one of the things too that's been talked about since SNM is that those two songs were leftovers. Do you guys think that's true?
5: I've always wondered that. I or
2: at least the riffs go back from like the so. load yeah. era. Yeah. Definitely I, Clover. I would think. Did, did I don't they, think
5: so. They didn't write it with the orchestra, did they? Or did they
4: actually get in? They said they were written before the orchestra, so they brought them out for m one. Yeah. Yeah, right. it makes you wonder. I don't think those were I mean, over. I thought they were
1: leftover rip tape shit. Yeah, it could be because, because yeah. Jason.
2: Jason always talked about minus human as sort of the Kias-y kind of heaviness and groove, and I mean, I guess I kind of hear a little bit of Caius in there, but I mean, obviously he would have been the Caius guy, and he did, he didn't write it so.
5: Well, that that leads me into, real quick, we're going to derail into our our vote
4: for the week because it has to do with these two songs. And voting for all. Jason versus... Wow. Bob Rock. I didn't even know what I was going to say there. I, I was trying to get creative and it totally fucking crashed and burned.
5: That's all right. We can leave it in there. I'm sure people will love to hear it. Do
4: you bury um, me when I'm gone?
5: Do you think that for the vote do you think that Minus Human and No Leaf Clover should have got studio releases or do you think kind of like the whole Injustice for All argument of not remastering it the integrity of the song stays within the fact that it was a live performance even though I feel like a lot of Metallica fans right, live but you know what I mean Yeah.
4: don't tell anybody but there's studio versions coming out on the next Vinyl Club release Right, of clover and human. We're not
0: allowed to talk about it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and there he well, is. There he is. Mike Mueller checks in, season eleven, episode nine, an hour and fourteen minutes in. Mikey, how you doing, buddy?
0: Ah, uh, you know, living the dream, buddy. Just got off, getting refueled, getting a McFish, <laughs> thinking about a McRib, Fucker
4: Real quick, real quick, Mike. Uh, the nineties. Cliff of Notes, uh, this week with the Four Horseflies. We would like to know your most underrated song on the uh, Little Load and Reload records. What do you got? Two songs. If it
0: if it wasn't for CDs, I wouldn't even fucking remember. The nineties <laughs> were a goddamn blur.
5: Good the answer. Most
0: underrated. Uh,
5: I was gonna say that was answered like a politician. There, I thought he wasn't gonna answer. <laughs>
0: Load, I would say, bleeding me because it's deep, you know, gets uh gets you in your cockles or your heart, just like fake and blood. and then uh attitude, because just like Mikey, I love me some attitude, and it's got a lot of balls.
4: Good answer, man. I like that. I like that. Are you are how pumped up are you for seventy two seasons? There, Mikey. Oh,
0: I'm crank. I haven't slept for weeks. <laughs> I am fucking tired, buddy.
4: Fueled by Mac. Did, uh, yeah, this, always. Did, um, Empire Heating and Cooling give you the schedule you need for this summer for your I Disappear ticket? Oh,
0: we got it worked out, and I'm getting the Beretta fueled up.
4: I'm, I'm excited for you, man. I, I can't wait to see you. I can, I can tell it's gonna be one hell of a year in, in your life, buddy.
0: Yeah, and you know what? This year is the year that I finally finished the Grand Rapids video for uh, <laughs> Color Your World Black. Coming soon in three to six months.
4: So you're finally going to finish a project that should have wrapped up in 2019.
0: Yeah, and then Pick uh, Raffle uh, will be coming back in nine to 12 months. And then after that, new series, Eye the Beholder with Brian Silver from Chicago.
5: And then he'll be ready to do that 96 hour podcast with you.
0: Oh yeah, we got to do that too. One of the M72 72 hours straight.
4: <laughs> We're going to do Crystal Method. it's going to be the best. <laughs> well, Mikey as always, thanks for thanks for chiming in man. You you never seem to disappoint the end podcast for all community. You stay out of trouble, work hard in Moscuda, and uh we'll see you before you know it.
0: Fuck yeah, buddy! You stay safe out there and uh, support your local fan artists. And I'll see you on the road.
4: See you, Mikey. <laughs> Bye. Oh man.
0: Bye,
5: Pizzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, that was good.
4: That's my highlight of the of this show. When Mueller from Mascuda stops in.
5: Oh, thanks. I
4: see how us horseflies, right? Yeah, you three, I That's don't right. give a shit about. It's all about fucking Mikey checking in with the at Cafe Update.
1: A lot of guests. Him, Thumb Newstead.
4: Thumb Newstead's up Newsted. there. Thumb <laughs> Newstead. From what I recall, we were voting Jason correctly.
2: said. Yeah, we were voting.
4: Sorry to cut you off there, Winslow. It wasn't you. It was good old Mikey boy. Well, when Mike shows up, it's, it's a number one priority.
5: Absolutely. So we're voting so do you on if they should ba- be studio versions? Do you think that they should have released a studio version? Not now, obviously. I mean, maybe if they do it on a a deluxe edition box set, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, at that time period, do you think they should have released it as a studio version?
4: I can see what you meant about at the time. And if you could rewind to that. Looking back on it like now in 2023, I'd say yes. But overall, what your question is, I'd actually say, no, don't fuck with it, because those are just like two special tracks for a special time that was, let's be honest, the symphony back then was almost unheard of of playing with, so i leave it as is. I'm going to agree with you. Two for two. I'm going to
2: say, yeah, that they should have. Like, um, earlier when we were talking about the singles from S&M, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was all into collecting the singles. <laughs> And uh, when the S&M ones came out and the B-sides or the extra tracks were just other tracks from the live album, I'm like, fuck this, I don't need this, I have the album. Having a
5: studio version on there would have been a cool B-side.
2: That's what they should have done for when No Leaf Clover came out as a single. It should have at least had a studio version, or not not a full-on version, but the studio demo. You know, like how they did with um, uh, Lords of Summer when that first premiered and they had the garage demo. You know that sort of thing, or the first past demo, whichever one came first, but something like that.
4: Lords of Summer had such a great chance of being a good song, and it wasn't. Sorry, two cents. Insert again. Agreed. There are some juicy riffs on there, and then some of the other stuff. I'm like, oh my god, why? Boys of Summer. Yeah, it wasn't even the lyrics. It was just it was a chopped up like riff jam.
5: That definitely played a part, though. What did the lyrics? It had to have played a, a small part in the fact that that song wasn't what it should have been. I mean, the lyrics are like not screaming
4: dead. suicide. They're they're not good. Suicide's way better than fucking largest. The lyrics
1: are better, but it's equally like choppy and just sort of Frankenstein. Oh yeah, better. the lyrics. I mean, suicide's better. better. Sc- yeah.
5: yeah, but yeah, no, I hear what you're saying though. As far as the choppy kind of put together,
2: I think I think Lux does a better is a better version of the lords of summer lyrics in yeah. terms of the theme you know yeah and they and it does it in three verses we got one more i sometimes what? have issues when they regurgitate lyrics
1: too like god damn it cool you call back to the horseman but fuck I don't it want all and fucking no again.
4: regrets i knew i should even oh, wait we've heard that brought up the fucking topic you guys are masters at sidetracking tonight. I got to go to fucking work. Oh, Boat. God damn it.
1: Boat, yeah, I didn't get my Shane's Boat.
4: Shane's no, think... Jeff's no, Bob's yes, so he can put one more thing on his fucking shelf and his home doesn't have room for. <laughs> Larry?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cop out. I, I say yes to Clover, no to Human. Like, I think Clover would translate, but ultimately, am I hoping for a vinyl release in future of some... Studio version we haven't yeah. heard yes. Okay, got it.
4: Yes. Voting for opens early Thursday morning, closing late Thursday night with results on Friday. <laughs> Jeff, do you want to talk about I Disappear or not? I don't think we should because it doesn't even fall in the goddamn nineties.
5: Yeah, you know it's, it, it's 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 a little bit out of the 90s. I always
4: think of it in the nineties, though, just with that era. I do too. The to
2: Seafoam Stratocaster.
3: <laughs>
5: so I, I think
2: it was <laughs> written. Yeah. It was written in the nineties. There you That's go. a
4: good point, Bob. And then just think the the history that I Disappear had on the whole fucking Napster chapter. That's when all that shit went down because of that song.
5: We'll keep it short and sweet with Disappear. I gotta say, out of all of this this era, Disappear has gotta be one of the top best songs they put out in that era from load to when Disappear came out. Really? I, oh. Yeah.
1: I completely disagree. I think it's overrated and if I never heard it again it would be totally
4: fine.
5: See and that's that's one of those songs where I feel like it had the perfect hook for mainstream, but was it had the it had a a different or unique enough sounding chorus that didn't make it sound like a mainstream chorus. You know, it had this weird effect in all the stuff and blah 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 that Kirk's doing.
4: It was a very Metallica structured, non-structured song. But
5: very yeah. catchy for them. Yes, very you Because know, yeah, again, the they're, they're,
4: they're, they're a metal band. They When they
5: do happen to write something that's catchy, it's, you know, you really kind of, to me, you, you latch on to it because metal bands don't necessarily at least 80s metal bands don't write catchy music quote-unquote true you know and that song had that catchy sing-along type of feel with the chorus you feel like you hear that song and you could be at work the next day and you're humming that chorus in your head you know what i mean it has that kind of feel to it that's
4: very true
1: objectively it's a good song i think what i it just felt like if that was the moment that we said they sold out, it made the most sense. Like, that makes sense. That felt like the closest they've ever come to selling out in the context of that time period. Like, when it was happening, it was like, oh, no, what's happening? Why does James have blonde highlights and silver dice around his neck and leather pants on? Like, it that, just all... It that, didn't I feel see feel like you The dice the necklace. necklace. It, it was all Trunks. starting to come undone at that point. wrong was a right? dice like, necklace. it was moving... Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. It's Bob
4: because, has a yeah. dice necklace on as we... Dude, that wasn't even planned. Look at, at, at the, that!
5: It was super cool on you, Bob. I just didn't like. At that
4: game. time,
3: when they were in their timing.
5: what, maybe late thirties, mid to late thirties. <laughs> at need that a wife time, beater. they're dressing like <laughs> the I got pe- the wolf. They were dressing like people that were in their early twenties at that time. I forgot you about know, the dice, was, yeah. except the, the, Jason's
2: hair um, when they when they did the MTV Movie Awards and he, he, he he's. They sort of had like the flat fro
4: the poofy curls it was like
2: gelled down it was a little goofy looking I I liked the song back then um,
4: I'm pain I'm hope I'm suffer
2: I remember really liking the single that had the the instrumental version on it and hearing James's guitar and that channel you know sort of by itself it sounded awesome it sounded heavy as fuck just
4: you know how Jeff hasn't I, talked about the mellow "I Disappear" doodle that went into the "I Disappear" version on the Old 4 Sane Anger tour. I have no idea. And continue. It was great. I love it that great. part. It, it wasn't it was around for long, but if you remember, it, I wish it was, it was something
5: that I, was, I wish it was something that it was smooth. Still, dead. Yep. Qu- quick, quick question, quick rapid fire, if you will, before we sign off. As far as the "I Disappear" music video goes, out of each four members, we all know the music video well. Which part or which members' scene
2: did you like the best?
4: Kirk, because I was chasing him in my own airplane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bob, um, I, I think James is just because I knew Bullet. Uh, I mean, obviously I know Die Hard too, but in North by Northwest. But I think Bullet just seemed the most fun. You know. Yeah. Yeah, jumping and driving fast cars and shit that look look fun.
1: Yeah, I didn't like his outfit, but I like his driving. I like this Camaro and I like this chromed out JH too. So uh, I'm gonna go with James, but not not shocking coming from the guy that sends him pins and love letters and stuff <laughs>
4: <laughs> and semen samples.
3: James is very, man.
5: very up there for me, but I always liked Lars's scene. I always thought Lars had the most badass scene. Where he's jumping out of skyscraper. He's, where where yeah. he's running through as that skyscraper is, like, busting and down, you know, and the shit's coming after him. Like, I feel like out of everybody's, his scene, his it feels the most real. Like, he's like, fuck, I got to get the fuck out of here. Right, you that's know what true. I mean? And, like, it actually almost feels like an action movie when he's running through that building and then he dives out the window. I always thought that that was like the coolest part of that. the best
4: action. I kind of felt sorry for Jason because he's being like pushed around, and then twenty three years later, he's signing fucking toilet seats. Yeah, he's, Poor those guy. were
1: Napster lawyers. Didn't you know They're that Napster. they were going to, He was going to <laughs> Napster court. Yeah,
5: it was interesting that he was the one that was in in the suit.
3: mm Hmm. And very good point.
5: But it was. That music video, too, is... It's such a cool concept for a music video.
3: That was not
4: a cheap video.
5: Do you think they plotted them out
1: and then had to pull straws and and Jason got the shortest straw and that's how he got... The shortest
4: straw? Yeah. Put a suit on, buddy. He's like,
2: we didn't learn our lesson the first time. (laughs) I I could see see him being... I could see him being a Terry Gilliam fan and wanting to pay homage to Brazil with with his scenes. So I, I could see him... Being into that,
5: I
4: have no idea the what other, you just The said. other
2: ones make sense.
4: Was that a Tarantino film or an Eastwood film? Which one? You just said some Brazil. crazy name I've never even heard.
2: Brazil. Kevin it's Smith. A, Kevin a, Smith directed that. It's a Terry Gilliam movie. <laughs>
3: Kevin. Smith.
2: <laughs> Kevin Smith. no man.
4: I'm more of a Wayne isham fan.
2: Wayne. Uh, well, he did the video.
4: Yeah, that video was not cheap. When you think of how that stuff was made, the when they're out in the plateau in the desert, that was not cheap. When you got helicopters for cameras, that that adds up over a couple of days.
5: I think that's one of their best music videos. I agree. It's cool. We it, should talk I about mean, the video. What's up with James's yeah.
2: shirt, though? He's got that like scuba shirt.
1: Yeah, the leather. Yeah,
5: the leather charm.
2: That that hasn't really <laughs> aged. Very well. That looks very two thousand. Kirk
5: Kirk kinda looks Mexican in that music video.
4: I think we should talk about the video someday, yeah. Horseflies.
5: I think we should too. Go through and rate all music the videos. videos. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that'd be good.
4: And then Larry's gonna make a fixer claymation video for that episode. Yeah. It's only next week. No pressure. No time pressure. You can do this.
2: Oh he he already whipped it up while we've been.
4: Probably. Here talking Larry, what have you been working mm-hmm. on the last one hour and twenty seven minutes?
2: Oh God. Uh
1: logos for a client presentation tomorrow. I gave a lecture earlier to a handful of designers. That doesn't
4: sound fun. Um
1: uh, banker gotta do some social media for banker nice. and just wrapped up a new logo for his um he's gonna do a custom inlay on his Iron Man model that was featured in Guitar Player Magazine. So something that harkens back wow. to almost the Sabbath style lettering, you know, lightning bolts and almost flame style curls because every
4: 10 things you design for banker jeff winslow gets a free banker guitar is that correct
1: if only
5: trying to work out that deal
1: i did get a merch pack this week full of like picks and (laughs) t-shirts i I got a
5: postcard
1: (laughs) yeah i did but there was stuff under the postcard too so i was some goodies some banker goodies
4: yeah so it's been fun boys
5: yeah. yeah good episode Always a pleasure the
4: nineties God I wish we could go back to those days such such simpler times and full of fucking badass tunes
1: hell yeah back before I had sciatica <laughs> hey
4: hey mike mueller what was, what's your favorite memory of the nineties?
1: oh man,
0: the first time they bought back the mcrib <laughs> <laughs>
4: Is that back when you're doing?
0: And then also my, my first shamrock shake. It was wild, man. <laughs> shamrock. It's almost shake. time for the shamrock shakes. <laughs> I got shamrock
1: in the. Oh,
5: it is almost Robert time Mac for Diesel. those. We're
4: about a month away from that, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like you blended Kerman the Frog out. Yeah. <laughs> All right,
4: boys. It's been Jesus. fun. Bob, thanks for stopping in. Larry, for checking yeah, out. Mike Mueller, always for stepping in. Jeff, Fuck I. Yeah. Jeff, I will see you next week. Jeff, how are how are the rehearsals and the practice coming along with your? april 7th set list by the way now don't give out any hints well do we want the honest truth we're always honest on apfa what do you got you haven't even fucking dusted off the axe yet have you
5: no they're still in the case in the closet behind me
4: (laughs) not my fault when you look like a fool trying to pull off you know what solo yeah okay
5: yeah okay (laughs) I guarantee you it'll be flawless. I'll put money on it. Is this the
4: song that I said we have a ride symbol on, or is this the song last week when you said there's a lot of downpicking? I need to get back in downpicking shape.
5: Every single song will be easy. It's really easy. It's perfect. The tremendous people (laughs) at Apple Valley are going to love it. It's
4: going to be so memorable. Amazing. I'm
5: actually really happy with the set list, how it all came together. I think uh, we all – Revision
4: 22 is where it's at.
5: I think we all had some decent input there, and I, I'm happy with it. Okay, so good. Maybe we, we might have to add human, though, possibly.
4: Take off Sandman, put in human. I'm all for it.
5: <laughs> Man.
4: I got to go to work. I don't mean to cut this short. I don't mean to cut you three short. I don't mean to cut the Alpha community short, but people need their packages by 10 a.m. tomorrow. That's
2: right.
5: All right, well, let's get out of here. See you guys later. Bye, Pizzle.
4: Oh, bye, Pizzle.
2: <laughs> Better Jones. See
5: Jesus. you later.
4: See you, Bob.
2: Okay, see you next time. Bye, Pizzle.
4: Guys. Pizzle. Get on that base. Start practicing that base, dude. Good night, we'll see Pizzle. you, you next oh, Bye-bye.
5: Him and I will practice. Good
1: luck with the RAM. Don't sleep through this episode, <laughs>
2: Oh my god. Don't dream and drive.
4: <laughs> and good night. And goodbye. And good night. And bye. Metal met up your ass. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Shit.